Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Movie Season. Today we are going to be continuing our Action Comedy Month by doing our top 10 lists of our favorite action comedies. So today Justin's with me again, and uh, top Justin, 11. how's it going? Do what? Mine's top 11. Well, you bet you got to say that, that there's a tie somewhere. You can't you can't say 11. No, no you ties. To, then you have to cut it down. Well, I'll have an honorable mention then. We can have honorable mentions. No, just one. All right. Fine. Maybe. Uh, all right. Do you want Do you want to go first? You want to start us off? Yeah. We're going to start with one and then go down to number 10. No. Who? Oh. What? No. All right. All right. <clears throat> My number 10 is McGruber. Wow. I thought yeah. that'd be way higher. Well, it's not. It's number 10. I mean, obviously. I guess I could have put it higher. But it's number no, 10 I mean, that's, on the I mean, list that's I your, I mean, this is your list, so. Yeah. Number 10. I'll, I'll, say, I'll say MacGruber is MacGruber's going to be on my list. And the reason I'm, I'm kind of shocked that it's not as high on yours is... Um, I just feel like that's a movie that every time we watch it, we like it a little bit more. And it's got, it's got a great, one of the great action comedy villains of all time. Yeah. Val Kilmer. Um, it could have been higher. I mean, six through 10, my top five is, is, was easy. Six through 10. I literally could have interchanged all of these. It just depends on the mood I'm in. You know, it's, I, I, mine was kind of the same way. Like the top, I'd say the top three are like locked for me. Um, yeah. But anything between four and ten, they they could have interchanged it. Like point. if I was so, going to pick a movie to watch with friends or something, MacGruber would have been number six, and then this other movie would have been ten. But just like I said, it, sometimes it's based on kind of how you're feeling, what kind of movies you're into in that moment. Yeah, and do you? I'm surprised that MacGruber's one of those movies that I felt kind of went under the radar and, but more people that I talked to have actually seen and liked MacGruber. So yeah. that's, that's good. Cause a lot of times movies like that, um, I've really tried to stick with first action, then comedy and MacGruber's such a comedy to me and yeah. it's totally an action comedy, but I, you know, I tried to, you know, I tried to be a little more smart with like, what's the better movie. Um, you know, I, I I had all those things going into it. Like, what's the actual better movie? What's got, you know, how does the action stack up? How does the comedy stack up? You know, comedy, it does great. You know, again, it, just tomorrow, if you asked me, it might be number seven or something. So, yeah. yeah, number 10, MacGruber. Cool, man. Well, my number 10 is an older movie. Um, probably one of the first movies of this genre, if not the first uh, and that's forty eight hours. With, that was uh, gonna be that was gonna be number ten, and that was that's my honorable mention. Forty eight hours. Okay, so yeah, Eddie Murphy and Nick Nolte, and I just think that it's a movie that probably should have been remade at some point. Like, I'm surprised they haven't because it's you know it's a low budget film that could bring in a lot of, but it's almost impossible to replicate those two guys and their chemistry, you know what I mean? And like, you're not gonna be able to find a guy to replace Eddie Murphy. And it's going to be really hard to find someone that can do what Nick Nolte did. Um, as much as this is a Eddie Murphy movie, I feel like Nick Nolte is just a, as big a part of it as Eddie Murphy. Yeah, it's a Nick Nolte. Uh, I mean, Nick Nolte, when it came out, definitely had top billing. You know, Nick Nolte was like crushing. I mean, Eddie, th I think we talked about this the other day that this was, this came out before Beverly Hills Cop did, right? Or no? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. This was, yeah. um, this was his first, this was Eddie Murphy's first, um, I don't know about first role altogether, but this was like his first major film role. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. Like, I think that had a lot to do with the success. I mean, I've, I've rewatched it a few years. You know, it's probably been like six or seven years since I've seen it. It's it's good. It, it definitely relies a lot on 
how much you enjoy the uh, the di- like the um, the cops being different. Like you know, like yeah, it, the back it, and forth. Yeah, yeah. That the mileage on that varies for me. Like I just feel like re- when I rewatch it. It's still good. It's a movie that if I see it on, I'll watch it. But I, I don't really seek it out ever. You know, I don't. I'm not always thinking to myself, yeah. like, "Man, I got to put in 48 hours." You know, yeah. It's a it's a good movie that, um, like, it's a really probably, good movie. Like probably once or twice a year, I'll I'll come across it and be like, "Oh, I, I could watch 48 hours," and I'll put it in and I'll enjoy it. But yeah, like you said, it's um. It, it it's a really good movie. It's probably not the first one I would recommend to people mm-hmm. but if people are into older movies and or if they like eddie murphy i would say hey check this one out um all right so go ahead and uh go to number nine number nine for me um i love this movie i don't know if this will be on your list but number nine is Stakeout. oh man that's a good choice. It's not on my list, but that that's a good choice. Yeah, I, I didn't I even love think about Stakeout, that one. man. I love Stakeout. It's 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 another one where like it's kind of got a you know it's kind of it's got a lot of good comedy in it. Richard Dreyfus is fantastic in it. Emilio's good, but re- this is really a Richard Dreyfus movie. Um, Madeline Stowe is great, and I mean Madeline Stowe was in all kinds of great movies. Yeah, um, and uh, you know this is just one of those like. I just remember watching it growing up. I feel like it's one of those, like, anytime it's on, you watch it, and you can watch it at any point, and it's, like, just a fun, you know, but it's 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 still a really good movie. It's got, a, it, and it kind of has really good um, action. It's got some suspense. It's got a lot of good comedy. It's got a little bit of a romance in it as well. Um, yeah, I really like this one. This one could have definitely been higher, but it, it's number nine for me. Yeah, this is a really good pick. I, I I didn't even think about this one, but this is and this is a really good mix of like I feel like the the distribution between the action and the comedy is almost fifty fifty. Mm-hmm. Um, which which I really like, you know, because and like you said, it, it kind of fits a mold for just about everybody. If you like action, you're gonna like it. If you like comedy, you'll like it. And it's got a little bit of a you know a kind of romance angle to it as well. So. I just missed it. I missed these movies. It's like they really relied on how uh, on the actors and the actors are really good in it. And I just like the simplicity of the story, you know, like why mm-hmm. they have to surveillance the the thing. And then, you know, then that's when the movie really kicks off is like what happens when they're staking. I, I don't know. I just really like it. No, that's it. That's a really good pick. Um, I'm kind of mad that I didn't think about that one. Um, number nine for me is one, again, I don't want to make predictions about your list, but I'm assuming this will probably be on your list. Um, and this is one that the first time I watched it, I was not very high on it at all. Um, but the more I've watched it, the more I've appreciated it. And that's Scott Pilgrim versus the world. Um, this could almost be, you could almost kind of put this in like a bunch of different categories. Um, if you put in a romantic comedy, I wouldn't, I wouldn't go that far, but, but I could, I could understand if somebody said that, you know, like it's kind of like a weird date movie, but it's also got like pretty good action scene. I mean, really good action scenes. Uh, the comedy's really good. And I think it's one of those that for a lot of people, the more that they watch it, the more things you pick up, the more things that you didn't notice. The, and I think comedies are like that in general. Um, you know, where you, you don't notice everything the first time through and then you start seeing these things and picking up on, on the jokes you missed out on. And, uh, so Scott Pilgrim for me is, is number nine. A couple years ago, that probably wouldn't have been on the list, but, um, again, the more I've seen it, the more I appreciate it. Yeah. And, um, yeah, that's on my list. It, it's coming up pretty soon actually, but I'll, I'll get to it when, when it gets there. That sounds good. Um, go ahead. Uh, number eight, uh, number eight again, like I told you six through 10 could be, could interchange, but uh number eight's hot fuzz. Uh Um, another Edgar Wright action comedy. He really, he's like the perfect director for action comedies because the way he kind of directs and the way the comedy is kind of what I enjoy. It's kind of, it's almost what I really like about Hot Fuzz is it's not a spoof in my opinion. It's like they sit they kind of make fun of the buddy cop movies, 
but they, it's not a spoof. You know, it's no, like it's definitely they, not a spoof. They actually make like a really funny buddy cop movie, and I think they make fun of like instead of making fun of the movies, they make more fun of like almost like the tough guy mantra, like the tough mm-hmm. guy, like you know, or the 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 police force that's not doing their job. Like they make fun of like moments in it, you know. So yeah. Um, yeah, I, really, I, say, I definitely wouldn't say it's a spoof because I feel like it's um, there's nothing in there that's just like over the top ridiculous. Yeah, you know what I mean. I mean, there's a couple things that uh, Simon Pegg does that you're like, man, he couldn't do that. But it's not again. It's it's not like in the same vein as. But what's Naked funny is in a lot of those like in a lot of those movies, the, if it wouldn't have been an Edgar Wright movie, if he wouldn't have like zoomed in on certain parts to like kind of amp up the comedy, like mm-hmm. some of the stuff that Nicholas Angel says in the movie is not like is in other movies, and you just yeah. take it at like face value. It's like you know, just like him, like you know, doing those flips over the the uh, the fences and all that stuff. You know, the way he does yeah. that stuff, the way he takes his job super seriously. It's like no holds barred type of cop. Um, I don't know. I just I, I really enjoy this. This is one of those ones that is a really quotable movie, and it's really well directed. And I mean, Simon Pegg is. Uh, I mean, Nick Frost is good too, but Simon Pegg's just amazing in this. Yeah, and going back to that. Um fence jumping scene that I think that's actually a callback to uh Shaun of the Dead too because there's a scene yeah. just like that where he he can't jump it, he just like runs right through it or something like I can't remember exactly but um, No it is. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh yeah it's it's it is and I, I like I said, I, it's just one of those movies that I think is just a fun a fun movie to you know, it's just it's fun. Um it's on my list a little bit higher. Well it's on my list. So uh I'll I'll go a little bit more on my end when, when it comes up. But number eight for me is MacGruber. Uh, touched on it a little bit already. Um, I think as far as taking a, a skit from SNL that works for, you know, most of those skits are like a minute to two minutes long. And to be able to drag that out into a movie, I thought they did an amazing job. Uh, they've actually done pretty well on some of those, like the... Uh, not at the Roxbury, I really like too. I mean, you talk about a movie that shouldn't have been very good, but was. I've, I kind of feel like MacGruber's the same way. Like it could have. I, th- I think they did a really good job of kind of doing like Hot Fuzz does, but taking it a little bit more to the extreme of just you know some of the ridiculous stuff. You know, like he goes and he and he hires this team of like. Um, What's the what's former the term like former like super no, soldier type? Yeah, but he he says something like uh, killer stoppers or something, mm-hmm. and you know, and then because of his own stupidity, he ends up blowing them all up. I mean, just um, and then you know, like him, just start, just little things, you know, like the thing where he, uh, the guy in the car like cusses him out or whatever, and he like memorizes the license plate. And yeah. they're looking through his journal, and he's got that license plate. And it's all this, you know, him killing the guy and all that shit. So, mm-hmm. um, again, I, I think it's one of those movies that, you know, if I'm hanging out with some friends and we want to watch something kind of stupid and funny, it's got some, like, this is the perfect movie for that. Mm-hmm. But I couldn't put it really high on the list because, you know, again, it's not it's not going to win any awards or anything. You know, the, this, um, the movie as a whole is not as good as some of these other ones. So, yeah, but, um, all right, well, I'll go ahead and, uh, we'll change it up a little bit. I'll go ahead and, and go to number seven for me. Number seven for me is blue streak. Um, and this is a movie that we'll talk about, uh, this month. It's one of our featured movies, but, uh, I actually rewatched it the other day preparing for that episode. And it's just, it's still so funny, man. It's, it's a perfect example of, them letting the star of the movie do what he's good at and just kind of, you know, let letting them go. And I feel like there's a few guys comedically that you can do that with. He's Martin Lawrence, I think is one of them. Jim Carrey's another one that comes to mind. Um, yeah. but he's just, the, the movie's so funny, man. And it's, and like we talked about, it's, I feel like this is a, is a better movie than people, give it credit for 
Um, but this is kind of the mo- this was his first. This wasn't his first movie because um, he had been in stuff like Boomerang. You know, he had a smaller part. He was in um, uh, Life, which you know that kind of was. Bit, but this was his first. Like I think Bad Boys came out before this too. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, it did. But I'm saying this was his first. Like his name's on the poster. He's oh yeah, the featured. He's top billing. Um, and it's, it's great, man. And, uh, Luke Wilson as like the straight and narrow guy is like all the, all the people that are in this movie just are perfectly cast. Um, you know, it's got Dave Chappelle who every time he's, he's on the screen steals a scene. So, uh, a really underrated movie in my opinion, I, I, I feel like it doesn't get enough love, but, um, but yeah, blue streak for me is number seven. Yeah, that's that's on my list as well, but it's it's higher up. So I'll talk a little bit about about it when it comes up there. Um, seven, we kind of already talked about it. Um, my number seven, Scott Pilgrim. Um, I used to like this movie a lot more. I was gonna say, I I, 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 I thought this would be a little higher. I, I started I started where I didn't like it, then I really got obsessed with it for a couple years, and then I still think it's good. I just you know a lot of times you don't know about a movie, you know, sometimes you don't know for like 10 or 20 years, like how well a movie's going to hold up over time. Yeah. You know, if it's going to become a classic, I think Scott Pilgrim is still unsure. Like, I, I think it's a cult classic on the verge of being one, but, um, but there's things I really like about it. Things I don't on repeated viewings, but overall, I, I think it's a lot of fun. It's just a fun, it's a visually pleasant movie. This movie has the type of comedy I like. It's like fast paced. It's another Edgar Wright. So it's like, you know, you either love it or you hate it type of thing. I think with Edgar Wright's directing style and comedy style, um, it's just very fast. Like if you laugh, you miss the next joke because it's just, it's just almost like a barrage of like, you know, quick wit type stuff. And, um, you know, Kieran Culkin in this is the best character, you know, um, out of all the characters in the movie, um, he, he's just fantastic in this. I mean, he's great in succession as well, but this is kind of like, you know, where I got a dose of him for the first time, like, a, you know, and he's just really funny as like Scott Pilgrim's roommate in this. Yeah. And yeah, uh, I feel like, go ahead. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, no. I was just saying that there's a ton of, there's a, just a ton of like great comedic, um, roles in this, you know, whether it be, you know, uh, uh, Chris, Chris Evans, Evans um, yeah. Brandon Ralph. Brandon, um, Ra- Brandon Ralph is so like he's one of those guys, man. That every like the more and more I see of him, the more I like him. Like he he yeah. just seems like a a cool dude. But yeah, um, but yeah, like like you said, I, I feel like the issue I've always ha- kind of had with Scott Pilgrim, and I, and again, it was on my list. But I feel like there are a lot of scenes that that when you're watching it again, especially if you're watching it like on DVD or something, uh, that you're gonna fast forward. Or that you could skip and be like, oh, I'm not really missing out on much. Um, it loses a lot of steam for me when I watch it. Yeah. I, I, I get up to the scene where, um, you know, basically the scene after they uh, they go see Clash at Demon Head perform and they, you know, he meets up with Brandon Routh, the third ex boyfriend, yeah. Todd Ingram. Up until that point, it's, it's, inc- it's, you know, incredible. And then, but after that, it it kind of falters a little bit for me. I think it loses steam. I think it starts off so well and then it, it doesn't finish as strong. Like, I feel like the, the X's get more boring as the movie goes on. And, um, you know, Schwartzman's in, I feel like Schwartzman was wasted a lot in this movie with how, with how, you know, great Schwartzman is. I feel like he could have been used more, but anyway, overall though, the, the positives outweigh the bads. It's got a, Great cast, great comedy, and the visually out of all the movies on the list, it might be the best visual movie. I mean, yeah. it's it's that good visually. So, well, and I think they did a perfect job of translating like a graphic uh, comic or novel to to the screen. Um, yeah, I, I, I think they did it just about as well as you can do it. So, very cool. Um, all right, uh, what do, what do you got for number six? Number six, and again, this is the last one of where all these could be interchanged. And then the the top five, I feel pretty confident in their rankings. But uh, number six for me is Men in Black. Mm. If you would have asked me last week, Men in Black might have been number 10. But um, I've rewatched it recently, and Men in Black is a lot more 
the action in Men in Black is a lot better than I remember it being. Like, I remember it being funny. Like, I remember the comedy bits with, like, Will Smith and um, Tommy Lee Jones. I just think that pairing, we talked about Nick Nolte and Eddie Murphy. I just think this is an even better pairing. Like, I just loved them in this movie. I just think it's, like, the perfect blend of, like, total opposites attracting, yeah. you know? The new hotshot uh, guy and then the old veteran yeah, and Tommy Lee Jones is just insane good in this. I mean, Will Smith was like the you know they were both big stars when this movie came out, but Will Smith was like at the height of like his yeah. popularity. But I mean, Tommy Lee Jones is so good in this. But uh, but but a guy who who I truly appreciate the more I watch this movie is um, Vincent D'Onofrio as the villain yeah. is like that performance is awesome. Like how yeah. he does all that physical acting, and then Rip Torn in this is so funny. Like he's like the you know the 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 head of men in black or like the boss or whatever rip torn everything he was in, man, he's just like steals the scenes and everything. Um, and I just love the story. I think it's a cool story. I think it's a cool movie. It's just, it, that's like the word I would use for it is like, it's really cool. Like I just really always have fun. Every time I watch it, I feel like I remember being back in the theater, like a summer blockbuster type movie. And it's just a lot of fun. It's, it's like a big blockbuster action adventure movie with a lot of comedy. So number six for me. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't put Men in Black on my list, but it probably would have been like number eleven, twelve, something like that. Like it, it it's another one that I'll never say. Like if someone says, "Hey, let's watch Men in Black," I'll never be like, "No, I don't like." That. Like I'm always down to watch Men in Black because, like you said, there's just so, and and it holds up really well. Like the uh, some of the CGI. Um, with the aliens like later on in the movie towards the end is a little dated, but yeah, luckily they don't spend a ton of the movie showing the aliens. So it's not, you know what I mean? Like it, it's not that much of a glaring issue as it would be like they, they decided to kind of minimize that. And I thought that yeah. was smart, but yeah, just, um, the, you know, the scene I always think about in that movie is the one where Will Smith is, in that room with all the other people trying out and they're doing that test. Yeah. And he, yeah, that's and he a great pulls scene. that and he pulls that table over so that he can, cause they're all trying to figure out how to write, you know, yeah. without, and he pulls the table over to use it. Yeah. He um, breaks his pencil and then he's, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's yeah. And, and I'm with you, man. Vincent D'Onofrio is awesome in this. Like he's, yeah, he's great. So, uh, well, I like good. it because it's, it's, he, he plays the villain and there's like this bigger story behind it. And, you know, th this was kind of around the same time, like, you know, you had a lot of good alien invasion type movies and this was kind of, you know, and like they were more serious in nature. Mm -hmm. And this one was more of like, you know, kind of like a mashup between like almost a comic book movie and a, in a alien invasion, you know, comedy or something. So, um, I think the sequels kind of hurt what people think about this movie because Men in Black 2 was not that great in my opinion. Men in Black 3 was awful. Um, and which I one's even, the one? Which one's the one that has Johnny Knoxville? Is that three? Um, I really can't remember. I know, I you know, I'm not sure. You'd have to check that. I know that number two, Laura, Laura Flynn Boyle's like the main villain, and the number three, okay, then then, Jack, then uh, Johnny Knoxville's in the second one. Then yeah, and then number three, you know, came out like ten years later or something. Had Josh Brolin in it. Um, and I didn't, I didn't see the newest one with Chris Hemsworth and all that, but I think the sequels did kind of hurt the legacy of men in black. Like if men in black would have just been, been a standalone movie, I think it would have had more of like goodwill towards it over time. But I think those sequels kind of hurt its legacy a little bit. Yeah, I'll agree with that. Kind of like matrix, even though we, you know, we're not as down on the sequels as other people. And I mean, the four, the last matrix movie that just came out was one of the worst movies I've ever seen. But like you said, if it, if it would have just stuck to being one movie, I think people mm -hmm. would have, um, held it in higher regard. So, um, number six for me is, is another classic, another eighties movie. One of the, um, biggest stars of the eighties. Um, Beverly Hills cop is number six for me. Uh, again, this is kind of like we talked about with, um, stakeout, like, this is similar to the ratio of comedy and action. Like as much as Eddie Murphy is, is a great comedic, one of the greatest comedians of all time. 
this is a great like he's great doing the action stuff too. Mm-hmm. Um, one Very believable. Favorite, yeah, exactly. Probably my favorite scene in the entire movie is the very beginning where they have this like huge car chase where he's in this like 18, he's in the back of this 18 wheeler and he's being chased, um, you know, cause he's undercover and the guy that's driving is trying to get away. Mm. But man, that that's chasing is incredible. Like it's great. And that, and that movie came out almost, you know, 30, well, almost 40 years ago, probably like 35 years ago. Yeah. So, um, and again, it's just you know it's got the angry uh, police captain who's always on his ass about everything. Um, Judge Reinhold and I don't know uh, the other actor's name, but they're uh, they're incredible as um, you know another one of those situations where it's like complete opposites. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, Beverly Hills Cop man is just it's it's another one of those that I could watch it any time and just be. Um, I don't want to watch it every week, but the times I watch it, I, I'm. I really enjoy it. So, uh, Beverly yeah. Hills Cops number six for me. Yeah. Um, number five. I'll go ahead and do my number five. Um, so number five for me is a movie that me and you just watched recently, and we talked about. Um, and that's Big Trouble in Little China. Uh, Kurt Russell. I, I think this is probably. And see, I can't. I, I was going to say something stupid. I was going to say this is my favorite Kurt Russell movie. But then I started thinking, man, like there's so many other good Kurt Russell movies. You know, the thing I really like Overboard. Um, he he's just a guy that I I'm gonna have a hard time not liking something he's in. Um, he's just very likable. I like that this movie kind of you had never seen it, so I was like, yeah, dude, you're you're gonna you know you're gonna love this. And then I forgot just how weird it gets towards the end of the movie. Like it gets so weird. Um, you know, and some of that, I, I think they probably could have, uh, toned down a little bit, but, but again, it's one of those movies that you put on, you, you can talk to your friends while watching it. It's, um, I kind of wish my only complaint on it is I kind of wish it would have stuck with, the uh, the, um, theme that they kind of have at the beginning where it's kind of, it's like really mysterious and really kind of almost kind of scary a little bit. I remember watching mm-hmm. it as a kid. I was like, this movie kind of scared me a little bit. Um, but yeah, it's just, it's just another one that has held up really well. The CGI to this day doesn't look terrible, um, compared. I mean, it looks better than some of the CGI that's come out in the last 10, 15 years. So, uh, so yeah, big trouble in little China number five. Yeah. And I haven't look, I, I have to watch it more, you know, I yeah. can't, oh, yeah. I can't I'd be judge, surprised if it was on your list. Yeah. Yeah. I can't judge stuff off of one viewing. I mean, it definitely could be a movie. I end up liking a lot more the more I watch it. Um, you know, but it, it, it's not on my list, but not because I don't think it deserves to be in the top 10, but just because I haven't had enough time with it. Yeah. No, that makes sense. Okay. My number five, um, my number five is, uh, is Beverly Hills cop. Um, I really love Beverly Hills Cop. Um, I was going to kind of talk about it when you were talking about it, but I'll just kind of add a little bit more on since we've already kind of gone over it. You kind of said everything that needed to be said about it, but I, I just really love movies that don't rely on, you know, this movie to me doesn't rely on like an, a a set piece or like an action moment in the movie where like, you know, Mm -hmm. you're kind of building up the whole movie to like this really great scene. And everybody's talking about that great scene the next day. This movie just, you know, has such an interesting story and such an interesting character at the center of it that it makes it worthwhile. You know I mean? The, the story in itself isn't like the, the, the crime isn't that like, you know, interesting or like complex, but you, you're such a fan of Axel Foley that you kind of would go on any adventure that he went on. It's kind of like John McClane. Like you just like these guys and you just want to see them succeed and you want to see them win and solve it you know, and be safe doing it at the end of it. But they want to, but they have to go through a bunch of crap. Um, That's how I felt about this movie. Like Axel Foley, such an instantly likable character that um, it wouldn't have really mattered what the story would have been. It would have been successful. So I I just really like it. And it's, it's a major Testament to, uh, to Eddie Murphy though, because he, he really kind of elevates it to what would otherwise kind of been more of a, you know, kind of a, 
I wouldn't say forgettable, but it would have been just, you know, another 80s action comedy. But like with Eddie Murphy, it, it took it to a classic. Yeah, and it's another one of those movies that, um, and you know, you had guys like, you know, Eddie Murphy with this movie in 48 Hours. Obviously, Bruce Willis with Die Hard. And then Kurt Russell, you know, like kind of like everyday guys that are, you know, doing this stuff. It's not, it's kind of different than guys built like Arnold Schwarzenegger going and winning the day. Um, yeah. So I, I think that helps kind of with the charm of it too. And yeah, like you said, man, everything um, about the movie is just likable. Uh, every character is likable. The guy that runs the, um, he was in perfect strangers. I forget his name too. Yeah. Um, but he's, but yeah, he's, that's he's so funny, you know? Yeah. Um, and, uh, and you know, they, they they could have made a lot of jokes and stuff in that part, but they didn't because they just realized that like that's a really good interchange but or um back and forth with him and Eddie Murphy. So so yeah, I I, I agree with you, man. Um Beverly Hills Cops always I feel like gonna be in our top ten. So Yeah. Um number four for me number four for me is and this um this was the last one before, like, I still kind of feel like this one could get pushed back a little bit and some of these other ones could overtake it. But number four for me is 21 Jump Street. Um, I, I just think that the before this movie, I was never really sold on Channing Tatum, especially being like a comedic uh, person. But this movie completely changed my opinion of him and like what he's capable of doing. Um, Jonah Hill, I, I think they kind of did a, a smart thing where they didn't have them doing like they didn't have them doing really incredible things or especially uh, Jonah Hill's character. So, so you're just like, man, there's no way he could do that. You know, and they kind of make fun of it. Like when they're having the shootout and he's, you know, Channing Tatum's jumping over things and then he's kind of like finding a way to like go around the couch to hide or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I just feel like this is another movie that, you know, it's also, it's also like a high school movie and it's got, um, it's got really good and memorable side characters. And it's also kind of a little, uh, ro- romantic storyline going on over here. So I just think it has a lot of things going for it, a lot of stuff and movies that I like, and they put them together really well. So number four for me is uh 21 jump street. Yeah. And it just dawned on me. I don't, I don't have 21 Jump Street on my list. I forgot to add that in there. Um, That definitely would have been top 10. Um, But we've already kind of had an episode about, you know, or we we might have an episode where we talk about that one day. I don't know. But if I had to add it to my list on the spot here, it'd it'd probably be like in between number five and number six. So number 10 would drop off. Yeah. And that's that's what happens. You know, the more that we do these, we're – because sometimes we want to – like there's movies that we want to make sure we add because maybe not a whole lot of people have seen them. Like for you, Stakeout was probably that movie. Yeah. Um. You know, and I'm not saying that Stakeout doesn't deserve it, but you wanted to make sure to keep so you kind of oh you forget about ones that are so, it's you know that are obvious. I mean, yeah, man, uh, it'd time. probably be like right there at like number five or six. Yeah, yeah. So, but anyway, it's no big deal. Um. But I just wanted to make sure that I knew that I, I definitely. It would be in my top 10. Um, number four for me is uh, Tremors. And okay. I know this could technically okay. be, I know this technically could be a, a horror comedy, but the more I watch it, it's definitely got action elements in yeah. it. And so I decided to put it in here. Um, but I, this is another one that I've, I watched probably two years ago for the first time. And this one pretty instantly, I knew that I really enjoyed it. And um I just think it's awesome. It's just an awesome, fun movie. The cast is just great in it. The um, the stuff, the tremors, the monsters and stuff really hold up. Um, they kind of take the Jaws route, which is you don't see them a lot. It's kind of the... the um, which is smart. Yeah, the fear of them being there. And they do a lot with like really good sound design of like, you know, and, and the camera angles of kind of showing it burrowing through the ground. Um, but like I said, this movie could have just been another like kind of little creature feature, but with how good, um, the, the cast is from Kevin Bacon to Michael Gross to everybody involved, like it's just a fun movie 
and it's just it's got a little bit of everything. I mean, it really does, and and I yeah, really I remember, like this a lot. I remember after we, because um, I had seen this um, multiple times, and then you watched it. This was a couple years ago, and I remember right after the movie, you were like, "Man, that movie's great! Like, I love that movie." Yeah, and um, like like you said, I if I was thinking action. Co- it, it's definitely an action comedy. I wasn't even, I was thinking more of like a horror comedy for that, mm-hmm. but tremors would have for sure. Tremors isn't on my list because of that, but if for sure, and it would have been pretty high. I probably, it probably would have been top five somewhere. Yeah. So yeah, good, really good pick. Um, all right. Number three for me is, um, and this is the one that I kind of had to get your permission on, I guess, because we always, talk about you know what what movies are off limits or what can we include and sometimes you don't want to add superhero movies to stuff because you almost feel like superhero movies are their own thing but i I feel like they've kind of branched out enough to where there's dramatic you know like dark knight and logan and movies like that and then there's action comedies and then there's just straight action ones so for me number three is guardians of the galaxy um this is probably, if I'm thinking about movies that I went to the theater not expecting much, and by the end of it was like blown away or just love the movie, this is right up there. Like this and Descent are the two movies that I always think about when I'm thinking about ones going in kind of blind, not sure what to expect, and then just being blown away. Um, I think James Gunn, did it about as perfectly as you could. Uh, the cast is great. The music makes it, takes it to another level because the music is just perfectly selected. Um, does it have the best villain in the MCU? No, but I don't think he's the worst either. I, I actually kind of like the villain because everything they do is kind of silly and kind of, you know, back and forth. And he's a complete opposite. Like he's like, angry and just serious about everything. So I, I feel like for me, that kind of works. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, just, you know, having Bradley Cooper as the voice of the, of rocket raccoon, the prison escape scene for me is, is incredible. Um, it's just one of the most rewatchable movies for me on this list. So I had, I had to put it up there. Yeah. And I mean, I, I'm not doubting that it's an action guy. It's just, there's so many, there's no, so I, many I, yeah. action comedies that aren't superhero movies that I just I I personally didn't put any superhero movies on there just because that's almost like a, a genre in and of itself that you could talk about. Yeah, no, this I, is I, definitely this is definitely one of the ones you could say maybe Thor Thor uh, Thor Ragnarok, excuse me, and maybe Ant Man would be a couple other Marvel movies that you could probably put in that action comedy where they really focus more on the comedy than they do yeah, the superhero I, I, stuff, you know. Maybe Deadpool too. Oh, Deadpool for sure. I was I was yeah. just thinking about. I was like thinking the about MCU putting Deadpool. Stuff. Deadpool would have been around like eight to ten. Um, oh, Deadpool's great. I mean, again, that's why yeah. I'm saying like if you start, you know, that'll we'll definitely do a superhero month. I'm sure down the line, and Deadpool is oh, yeah, definitely sure. one that holds up. Same with Guardians, like that. You know, so far they've really held up. Yeah. All right. What but do you no- got for number three? Number three for me is uh, is Kindergarten Cop. Oh and- wow! Okay. And, you know, this doesn't have as much action as the other ones on this list. But when I thought back about the movie, I've seen this so many times. I haven't watched it probably in about five years, but I've seen it at least 30 times, I feel like. I mean, I used to, I, I watched this, you know, we, we used to have this on VHS and watched it all the time. All the time. Um, it's got enough action to where I think it should be in the action comedy because it, it definitely has tonal shifts from comedy to serious drama and serious suspense and serious action. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I just think this movie is fantastic. I love movies like this where they it's it's two different genres that they don't skimp on either of the genre. Like this is a really good like cop detective story where there's like a a, a you know a, some serious subject matter going on where like you know and, and a great performance at the center of it with Schwarzenegger. But he is able to capture the comedy of it, too. I personally think from an acting perspective, this isn't my I don't think this is like the the flagship Schwarzenegger movie. But from an acting perspective, I think other than maybe true lies, you could argue that this is his best performance 
in his career. Like, I think he's yeah. fantastic in this, man. And uh, the villain is fantastic. The story is great. Again, the, the thing I keep going back to is it's it's an hilarious movie. It's heartfelt. And it's also really suspenseful and really good. And um, I just yeah. really like this movie a lot. I almost had this movie at number two, um, but I went with number three on this one. Yeah, I didn't even think about this one. But, uh, again, I, I could totally see why you would – why you would have it up there. I mean, if you're going to, there's other movies that are on our list that has less action than this does. So, um, but yeah, I, I agree. Um, kindergarten cop is one of my favorite childhood movies. I know it's probably up there for you too. Um, they do such a good job of balancing the serious subject matter stuff with the, the comedy, you know, and I think they perfectly capture, um, and, and I know a lot of people um, might say, well, you know, that, you know, some of the stuff's not realistic, like the way the kids act, you know, the beginning, trust me, man, that, that is very realistic, especially if you have someone in there that has no clue what they're doing. That is pretty spot on. Um, but yeah, I, I agree with you. Like this is, and this is another movie where I think people, this completely changed how people felt about Arnold Schwarzenegger. They, they saw him more as, and he kind of went down a comedic route there for a while. I mean, he was doing, you know, he did that movie junior, he did twins. Uh, so, you know, it really kind of opened up his career too, to just not strictly action, you know, uh, tough guy movies. So yeah, uh, very good pick, man. Very good pick. Yeah. Um, all right. So number two, this was probably the hardest of the whole thing was coming up going back and forth between which ones I wanted at one and two. And for me, number two is hot fuzz. Um, you, you touched on a lot of it earlier. I, I love how they, they, I love movies like this where they go back and they, and they relive moments from movies in the genre that you're fond of. Like the point break stuff. I, I just love it. You know, where he's, He's sitting there and he he's asking him, you know, have you done this? Have you done that? Have you, um, I can't remember exactly what it was. And and then he's sitting there and he's pointing at his the gun at his dad and he just you know just like Keanu Reeves, like I love that stuff. Yeah. And um, and there's just and again, it's one of those movies that it's got that dry humor in it, and so some of the stuff that you didn't like is more funny now that you've seen it multiple times. Like the scene where I know this is a scene we always talk about um, is the one where they're, they call him into the office and they're telling him that he's going to transfer. And then he's like, well, I want to talk to you to the head inspector. And they're like, yeah, you want me to call the head inspector all the way down here. And then yeah. they're like, yeah. And then, and then they go, uh, Charles. And he's like right in the next room. Yeah. Um, the supporting just, cast is great like in that. this movie. Um, yeah. You know, uh, Timothy Dalton is great in this too. You know, um, yeah. he, uh, you know, I mean, I've, I'm assuming everybody's seen Hot Fuzz, but, you know, he plays kind of like the, you know, a villain in this movie. And he's like really good at just like being a guy you love to hate, you know. Um, but yeah, it, it's just, you know, I've already kind of talked about it a little bit. It was a little lower on my list. But yeah, Hot Fuzz is a, a just super funny, super, uh, and the action stuff is good too. So, yeah. Yeah, like the scene at the end where they're, you know, they're trying to take back the town is like incredible. Like if if that was just an action movie, if I didn't know, if I just walked in, saw that, I would think that was a straight up action movie. Um yeah. now some of the stuff I would have thought, well that's kind of weird, you know, like the old lady riding the bike and she pulls out the two guns and she's like shooting them. Mm-hmm. I thought that was a little weird, but still. Yeah. Um, again, still I, I I just think yeah, I, I just and again, I think it has a really good. It doesn't have a fifty-fifty split, but a really close split on the action and the comedy. So that's my number two. Yeah, I have something at number two, but if it if it can't qualify for action comedy, I'll save it for another episode. Um, and then because I have three movies for two spots, because I couldn't like number one's kind of a tie between number one. I cheated a little bit, but if this mm-hmm. can't be allowed, then I'll put that one of them at number two. Okay, let's hear. Does that makes sense. Number two was going to be hiding out, but that's not really an action. It's more of like a thriller, but it's got yeah, a little bit of action, more yeah, of like a high I, school I movie. 
Yeah, I, I I wouldn't say that's an action comedy. All right, I, well, I, I, I kind of get I kind of get what you're saying, but yeah, I'll wait. I, I'll wait for another because hiding. We both love hiding out. So yeah, we'll we're definitely there's gonna be a, a time where we're definitely gonna talk about that movie. All right, well this all right. So you know we'll talk about that some other time. So number two then is gonna be Blue Streak for me because oh, wow. I I really love Blue Streak a lot. I think that there out of all the top ten, yes. In terms of like quality of movie, whatever you want, you know, it's all subjective anyway, but still I get it. You know, it's, you know, it's pretty high, but I'll just, I just go back to movies that I quote all the time. I go back to movies that every time I rewatch it, it's very strong. Again, we talk about this all the time. There's not a wasted scene in this movie. It just, it goes along at a very fun, very fast, very crisp pace. The story is really good to me. I feel like the villain is really good. I just I just feel like Blue Streak's a really good movie, and I don't think that it's one of those guilty pleasures or anything. I think it's just a really good movie. It's really it's hilarious, and um, you kind of mentioned it. Like Dave Chappelle in this is fantastic. Luke Wilson's fantastic. Uh, I think his name is William Forsyth. Is uh, yeah is fantastic. I mean, just great in this. I mean, I know you love him and uh, and Deuce Bigelow. Yeah. Um, and then uh, I, I had to find the actor's name who plays Deacon, uh, Peter Green. You know, he yeah, always dude. he played a lot of those villains in the 90s. Yeah. I just love this movie, man. It's one that we always talk about, we always discuss. And, I, you know, we'll get into it more on our episode of, like, specific things I like about it. But overall, it's just a fun, fun movie that I love rewatching. Yeah. Um, I knew this was going to be high. I didn't think it would be this high. But, but yeah, you, you're huge on Blue Streak and um, – and I think me rewatching it um, recently kind of made me fall in, fall in love with it again. Because sometimes you forget about you know how good a movie is until you watch it again. Um, so yeah, I, I, I agree completely with what you said. So I'm pretty sure that number one for both of us is the same thing. Because I haven't heard you it, say it, it has anymore. to be. So number one for me, and I'm sure, it's, and I'm sure it's for you is Tropic Thunder. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so Tropic Thunder is the perfect action comedy, but I'll let you start it off. Well, I was just gonna say the reason that I put it ahead of Hot Fuzz is one, I'll never, I'll never forget watching that in the theater and how much I laughed watching that movie. Um, and I feel like it's a movie that could probably never get made again. Um. Just with, you know, some of the, I mean, they, they took no shortcuts on the jokes. I mean, they, they have jokes that would not play well now. And I'm not saying that, um, you know, I, I understand some of that stuff is a little, uh, risque, but at the same time there, you know, comedy is there for a reason. It's there to kind of poke fun at everything. And if, if you can't poke fun at everything, then you can't do it to any anything you know what i mean so um i just i feel like this is a movie that was one of those once in a lifetime type deals where you have all these great actors coming together every single performance is great robert downey jr gives one of the best comedic performances ever um and just how they make fun of hollywood in general you know, like a guy would be that dedicated to his craft to to go through pigment augmentation uh, surgery. So yeah, uh, so I I know you're high on this one too. So what I mean, what what made it number one on your list? Yeah, I think everything you mentioned and just the fact that you know when Ben Stiller got to make this movie, you know, I remember he signed like a three picture deal with Paramount or something, and they basically said like, hey, if you do. If you do a couple of uh, Night at the Museum sequels, we'll let you just do whatever you want with the other one. And this yeah. is what he did. And he They gave him a budget for it, and it wouldn't work without a big budget. So kudos to Paramount for giving him the budget to, to make the movie. This shows Ben Stiller's uh, talent as a director because yeah. it's 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 an awesome war movie. Like the, the action in this is really good. It's fu- and, and like it's funny. It's a spoof. It's a send-up of... Hollywood. It's a send up of war movies. It's a send up of like tough guy cinema. It's a, you know, it, it's got all those different things. It's a send up. It's a send up of the, uh, the agencies, you know, with, uh, Matthew McConaughey and, uh, Tom Cruise. It's got, um, 
it's got so many memorable quotes from everybody. Everybody gets a chance to shine in the movie. The cameos are incredible. I mean, you just, there's so many, you forget about ones like Nick Nolte, which isn't a cameo. He's got a full part in it, but like yeah. Nick Nolte, Danny McBride, they have their own story. You you would want to watch a movie just with those two characters. You'd want to watch a movie with just Les Grossman. You'd want to watch a movie with just McConaughey's character. And that's just the, the supporting cast. And so, like I said, it's got everything you could want in a movie. It had big surprises in the theater, Laugh out loud moments, really good story, really good action. It looks great. I, I do. I just think it's an instant classic. I think it's going to hold up over the the course of time, and I, I think it's going to be considered one of the greatest comedies ever made. I, I think it's that good of a movie. Well, and and also, I think another thing that it came out at the perfect time too, because social media wasn't wasn't prevalent then. You had. Like now it's very tough to keep stuff secret. You know what I'm saying? Like it's very mm-hmm. tough to keep these cameos and these things. Like when I remember watching it in the theater, I had no idea that was Tom Cruise until like the third time he shows up. And then I was like, Oh my God, that's Tom Cruise. Yeah. Um, but you know, that would have been ruined for me now because you would have heard a thousand stories about it. And, um, and just, yeah, and just all the, you know, all this, uh, Matthew McConaughey is so funny in this, um, you know, how he's talking about, he, he thinks that Ben Stiller killed a hooker and he's trying to tell him how to get rid of the body and <laughs> yeah. just all this stuff, man. And it's just, like you said, it, it, it's one of those movies that they're making fun of themselves in a way, uh, and making fun of Hollywood and, and how seriously they take themselves mm-hmm. and, um, it's just a movie that came out at the perfect time, and uh, I I couldn't in good conscience put anything ahead of this and and feel right about it. So yeah, all right. So that's our that's our top ten. Um, hopefully, uh, you know some some of the picks you had, man, were were good picks. Ones I I did not think of, like Kindergarten Cop, Tremors, um, Stakeout was one I was really kind of. Cause that's for sure an action comedy. I mean, that's like yeah. 100%. Um, and I, and I would also, I mean, so yeah, I, I really like your list. I, if I had to do over the, uh, a couple of those would definitely be on mine. So, um, well, Justin, thanks again, man, for taking the time. And, um, you know, if you like the episode or if you have any disagreements, think we're way off on one or you want to let us know it being your top 10. We definitely left out some, I'm sure. Oh know. yeah. I mean, it's, it it's was tough happen. to make a top 10 list. Well, anytime that you're combining genres, you're going to leave something out because you're not thinking of, you know, it can, it's kind of like the discussion me and you talk about with uh, rom-coms, you know, there's like, I consider, um, I'm trying to think of a movie that we talked about the other day. Like, would you consider Wedding Crashers a rom-com? Yeah. Probably. I'd, I'd consider it more of a comedy, but yeah, I mean, I, it's got a little romance in it, but I'd probably just say it's a comedy. But see, but if, it you, could, if you open but it the door be both. For, if you open, yeah, if you open the door for that, then it's like, okay, well, I guess 40-year-old virgins are romantic, and all these other ones. So you, you know, you, you just have to go with your list and then there's ones we're going to miss and we'll be like, ah, probably should have had that on there, but you know, yeah. it's all right. It's, you know, not the end of the world. So thanks again for listening and we will see you next time.